Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Who will earn starters reps after spring football? That's the question we're asking right now about the running backs at Florida State as spring football is merely weeks away here in Tallahassee alongside the managing editor of Warchant.com, Irish O'Fell. My name is Tom Lang. You're watching Warchant TV, everybody, and we've got the best coverage of Florida State sports in the business. More on that in a moment. Ira, how you doing this evening as we record this particular feature? I'm great, Tom. Florida State just announced uh, yesterday that uh, spring practice will officially start on March 5th, which is what uh, we had been we we had heard we had been reporting. Uh, so yeah, man, it's just uh, about three, just over three weeks away before we get to spring football. We'll have you covered every step of the way with position previews and and pressing questions for each position on offense and defense leading up to spring practice. That's what this feature is. We've already done one with Aslan Hajavandi, uh, Irish Rafael, Corey Clark talking about the wide receivers. We'll give you a link at the end of this video. But remember, everybody, like and subscribe. Those are the two key words here. Help us out at War Chance. Support us and let other Knoll fans that we're doing some good things covering Florida State football. So as you see on the graphic, there's the thumbs up button. Uh, It's right underneath this video on YouTube. Just hit the thumbs up button, like it. We will find more FSU fans who are looking for spring football coverage. That's what we do here. Hit the subscribe button and help yourself. Every time you come to the homepage at YouTube, you will find more content from us at WarChant. And every time we go live, you will find us right there on YouTube. So thank you for your support. So Ira, there's the question underneath. Who will earn starters reps at running back this spring, if anyone? Because, you know, Mike Norvell does spread the love around, and it seemed like last year 15 carries was about the max. Jay Sean Corbin is off to the next level. Uh, he is pursuing a pro career at this point. And so, as I'm going to start with you and one particular running back, as I think the card-carrying member, the first one of the Treshawn Ward fan club, what do you think? Is it Treshawn Ward's time at Florida State to be the number one back? Is he the leading candidate as we enter spring practice? I think he is, you know, for sure. And, and, and as you said, it's kind of amazing where uh, we are, we've come in the course of one calendar year. You know, the beginning of last spring, Treshawn Ward was, you know, a nice walk-on that, you know, people knew about because he had played in that bowl game uh, uh, earlier in his career. But, you know, you just didn't think he was going to be a main factor of the offense. And then as the spring went on, he really just kind of kept impressing and kept impressing. And then you started to realize, okay, this isn't a fluke. And sure enough, Florida State put him on scholarship. And then we saw what happened last fall where he uh, really became their number two running back behind Jay Sean Corbin. Uh, with Corbin gone, I mean, I do feel like Treshawn, it's his job uh, to win. Uh, the only thing that concerns me a little bit, and, and as you said, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Treshawn Ward. I think he's got a t- ton of potential. Tough kid, uh, really deceptively strong, really elusive, got good quickness. Um, late last season, he seemed to wear down. You know, if you look at his PFF numbers late in the season and his production, his worst games really from a PFF standpoint were those last few games. Now, part of it, 
they were going up against much better defensive fronts. You're talking about Florida, talking about Clemson, even NC State. You know, they played late later in the year, uh, Miami later in the year. So he was going up against some better defensive fronts, but it seemed like he kind of wore down a little bit. And he's not the biggest dude in the world. So that to me is going to be something to really watch out for this spring. We know he can run. We know he's elusive. We know he has good vision and good balance. Um, but I'm curious to see how how they push him physically this spring uh, to see whether or not he can hold up to that in the fall. Yeah, it's funny. And we've talked about this in a video previously, probably from a couple of months ago, where you know I, I walked over to you during fall camp. I just started working with Warchan officially, and, and we were having one of our company chats. And I said, what do you think about Treshawn? I, I kind of like him. You go, oh, oh yes, I, I like Treshawn Ward a lot. I think he's going to be a really useful player. And he ended up being a key piece to a couple of Florida State's wins. And, and obviously, he's the leading candidate. But who are the other candidates that are going to be in the mix for Florida State's running back job? Well, that's a segue to a poll question we offered to uh, subscribers of our own, Warchant.com. And our thanks to the nearly 200 people who responded. Okay, Treshawn is the leader in the clubhouse there at nearly 51% of the vote. A lot of people think it's going to be a true committee. But the other candidates include Lawrence Toafili. You see bold and a check mark. I'm one of the 10 people who decided I believe in Lawrence Toafili a little bit. Trey Benson, the transfer from Oregon, who's coming off of major injuries. He is said to be able to be at uh, at 100% full speed, uh, especially by the time fall comes around. We shall see. Uh, We put in the the other category. Nobody voted for another, but a couple of people complained that DJ Williams was not a part of this poll. So, I mean, we could start anywhere, Ira. Uh, The true committee is obviously the second in the grouping, but Trey Benson, uh, the the uh, transfer from Oregon is number two on this list. If you had to pick a single running back, what do we know about him other than the doctors seem to think he should be a full go? And maybe this is a Jay Sean Corbin type situation for Florida State, where you you get a reclamation project and maybe he takes off. Look, I mean, I really I'm impressed by Trey Benson from what we our conversation with him. We got to speak to him a couple weeks ago. And uh, I was impressed by the way he handled himself in that availability. Not what he said, not, you know, kind of uh, there are different things that can impress you in an interview setting. What impressed me in that one was we kept asking questions. Of, well, people in the media kept asking questions about his injury background. He did have a major knee, knee surgery uh, after his freshman, true freshman season, late in his first season, which was two years ago. Uh, it caused him to miss most of last season. And uh, he got a lot of questions about that. And you could tell he was getting madder and madder as the interview went on. And that competitive spirit really spoke to me. I mean, I, you can tell he's a guy, he wants to get out there and prove that he, he can do it and he can do it at a high level. He also said, I asked him, do you feel like people are sleeping on you? Because it's been two years since you really got a chance to do what you can do in high school. And, uh, and he said 100%. And, and, and so he's a very motivated guy. He had huge numbers in high school. He's very uh, fast. I think Mike Norvell said recently that he's been one of the fastest guys in their workouts. Uh, He's a bigger dude. I mean, physically, with his size, if he's really one of the faster guys on the team, that says a lot. And Florida State recruited him when they were – excuse me, Florida State's coaching staff recruited him when they were at Memphis. Uh, So they're very familiar with him pre-injury. So, I mean, I I think based on all of that, uh, I think Cedric Cedric Benson – or Trey – Cedric Benson. Now Trey that Benson. would be a great acquisition. <laughs> that would be a coup. <laughs> uh, I think Trey Benson has got a chance to be a really big part of what they do yep. if he's totally healthy. Now, like you said, he said he's cleared. He said he's going to play in the spring. Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, he did have some carries last season, uh, so I assume he wouldn't have got in if he wasn't 100%. Um, so, but, but again, you just want to see it. 
um, just because he is coming off that injury. But I have a feeling he's going to be a big part of what they do. Well, Lawrence Toffoli is the guy that I voted for uh, on the list. I thought Lawrence made big strides by the end of the season. It's not just because of the Clemson clip and, hey, we have that here at Warchant.com, so you're watching it right now. What you know, The Tip Toafili play is just an amazing moment in the season. He's the type of player that if you give, give him the ball in space, he can change the scoreboard. I think he's going to get a crack at it, an honest crack at it, and he's got the athletic ability to at least command a committee role, if not a bigger role. Wouldn't you agree at least the, athletic, the athleticism is most certainly there for Lawrence Toafili? Oh, there's no question. Man. He's a big-time talent. I mean, he's – you know, as we look at Florida State over the last couple of years, last several years, and you compare Florida State to teams when they were really good, 10-win seasons, championship seasons, Lawrence Toafili, from a, from a playmaking ability, he could fit in with some of those teams. I mean, he's got the ability to kind of break the big play. As you said, the Clemson play is an all-timer. Um, I think really what hurt him last year, you know, you go back two years ago, he had some injuries that kind of set him back as a true freshman, which is understandable. He comes back last year. I thought that Jacksonville State game where he had some really bad runs and some really important moments, I don't know if that shook him from a confidence standpoint. They were trying to force the ball to him, and he was not delivering. And it seemed like he kind of went into a little bit of a shell, then kind of came back out of it and had the big game, big play against Clemson, and then gets hurt again on the last play of the game, the the crazy desperation play. And so then he misses a couple more weeks. So it's like been one thing after another, and I think that's why he – you're one of the chosen 10, Tom, that uh, <laughs> voted for Lawrence Tofili because I think people feel like, okay, man, it, it hasn't happened in two years. Maybe it's never going to happen. But, man, if it does happen, if he can stay healthy and gets that confidence going, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, he's the most talented kid in that backfield. I don't think there's any question. Yeah, raw talent. There's, there's, I mean, maybe Benson, given the speed. but we'll see. He's got to prove it with health. But, yeah, Toafili is uh, – I mean, you could see it in, in fall camp, too. They devised a lot of things for him last year in fall camp that, you know, just I think because of the early season struggles and maybe confidence struggles, we didn't see him put in those situations in games. But maybe it can it can happen now. Should DJ Williams have been a choice, Ira? I mean, I love the way he can move the pile. When he decides to run heavy and hard, he is a bruiser, and he can bring a different element that you have right now in this backfield. And – he also has a little bit of breakaway ability too. He came into spring camp last year a little heavy, got leaner in fall camp, and you saw some flashes. Rarely, but when he was on the field, there were some times when he said, "Okay, DJ Williams could be a player." Should he have been an outright option, or should he still be in like the best of the rest category uh, with somebody like a Jakai Douglas who moved positions to uh, running back? He's now going to wear number zero for Florida State. He took Jayshon Corbin's number um, and Rodney Hill as well. So. Should he be in his own category or should he be in that group of the best of the rest, maybe the long shots to take the number one job in the fall? Yeah, I think he's with that group. Um, yep. And, you know, look, I mean, DJ Williams is a guy that when he came in, he when he transferred from Auburn, uh, there was talk he might be a guy that was, a, you know, going to be a main part of Auburn's offense. So when he came to – when he transferred in, we're thinking, okay, this guy's going to be a real competitor for the starting job. And then, as you said, came in spring uh, a little bit out of shape, kind of worked his way back in and just never – just didn't really – I mean, there were some flashes, but consistently never kind of made his push. Now, maybe he sees the door open with Jay Sean Corbin leaving, and maybe he says to himself, look, everybody's talking about these other guys, but but I can win this job, and maybe he can. I just haven't seen it yet. And Ja'Kai Douglas, man, he has turned in some some really big plays for Florida State in his young career. Uh, some of it is a pass catcher more than a runner, uh, but he's definitely one of the fastest guys on the team. Uh, you know, so, and Corey Wren – uh, is another guy with tremendous speed, but hasn't gotten a lot of opportunities. So, uh, you know, to me, I think they're all kind of in that next group. Um, 
But, you know, he, he was productive at Auburn. I mean, there's nothing to say he couldn't do it. We just haven't seen it consistently here. Well, I think, you know, the aforementioned Toa Feely and some of the guys we just talked about not named DJ, given the way this offense operates too. I mean, you could be a slash. I mean, there, there are multiple players in this conversation that can be a running back slash receiver based upon different sets. That's kind of the beauty of this offense, but it's also dependent on a lot of other things like offensive line improvement. I think short answer, Ira, yes or no, we believe that the offensive line will be improved this year if it stays healthy. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah. Definitely so. But the one thing I wanted to also add, though, that's another, I guess, just another wild card to this mix that we got we got to figure out is with additional receivers. Because remember, like midway through last season, they went to just flooding the field with running backs. I mean, they would play three, four running backs at a time. One of them split out wide, one of them in the slot, a couple of them in the backfield. And now you've got better receivers. Does that limit those options? Right. You know, yes. So, so how do you use these running backs? Do you have as many opportunities to use them? You know, if you've got more wide receivers, I do think the offensive line is going to be better. Sorry, I just had that receiver aspect in my mind. Uh, I think I think the O line is going to be better, but I'm curious how they how if it limits the reps of the running backs because you now have better receivers. That's like a, a segue loop around because I was going to say yes, the offensive line is important, but so is according to the commenter, 10th Special Forces Group, Noel on the boards at Wardchant.com. The receivers, that second sentence is the one that I'm paying more attention to. I mean, we all believe that Ward is the favorite. I think that's objectively true for getting the most carries game by game for Florida State in the fall. But the added weapons in the passing game will hopefully keep those safeties off the line of scrimmage. You're talking about reps for running backs in the slot, which is true, but the added weapons and the balance that could be created on offense. So if the offensive line is better, than at least has a higher floor than it did last season, and then you have proven wide receivers especially after they get through spring guys that can get open in man-on-man situations you and jeff were uh, joking about this on the jeff cameron show monday wouldn't it be amazing if the receivers could win a man-to-man battle of 50 50 ball well if that happens and you create true balance plus the fact that jordan travis legs are a nightmare to prepare for a lot of these running backs could find much more success it might be fair to expect ira that the yards per carry totals might be better for everybody across the board because the offense has the balance it's been searching for since I don't know when. Been a long time around these parts. Well, that would be impressive because they've they've done a good job of dialing up the running game and they and getting good yards per carry. Uh, and these running backs haven't they don't have a lot of tackles for loss. I think that's one thing about Norvell's offense is they are getting upfield. There's not a lot of uh, east to west stuff, so they haven't had a lot of major losses in yardage. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the I guess you're hitting on it. There may be less at bats, but there might actually be more productivity from these yep. running backs if the wide receivers step up like we expect. And if I mean, they have to be better, and the offensive line just has to be better. You're bringing back just about everybody, and you're adding some really nice pieces. So you have to think those two groups are going to be better, which, to your point, should certainly help the running backs. Well, and that's the the final thing I'll, I'll say too is you know they were explosive last year in the running game. There is no doubt about that. But the consistency of the run blocking plus the you know. Uh, getting three and four yards at a time. Like uh, you, you, you didn't see a systematic drive that had four yard run, two yard run, six yard run, where they could just hand the ball off and expect to move the chain systematically rather than through an explosive play. That would be the thing that could be different this year is you might be able to lean on the running game and say a four minute situation, not have to use Jordan Travis as much and just trust your running backs and the balance of the offense to bring you home. Final thoughts that you might have on this battle, uh, whether it's uh, the, from the coaching staff's perspective, people around the program, 
or just general observations you have as we head into spring? What should people know about this running back battle going into spring 2022? Well, really, I think the the, the last piece that we, we haven't really touched on that I think is going to be important in, in, to your question is will they be able, because you just touched on it in your last comments, Will they, be, will they be able to run the ball when the, everybody in the stadium knows they're going to run the ball? Yep. And that's the question, you know, because short yardage running has not been very successful. Jay Sean Corbin was their best at that. Uh, but remember, early last year, they did the Wildcat, then they got away from it. Um, you know, Treshawn's not necessarily known for being a guy that can move the pile. Maybe Benson can be, DJ Williams can be. Um, so that's going to be something to see. And then just being able to, you know, get a hat on a hat in the offensive line, move the pile. And, and when it's third and two, is running it a realistic option, or do you got to do some trickery or zone read, or or get Jordan Travis on the perimeter? Could you really run it, people, when they expect it? That to me is going to be um, fascinating to see. I mean, that because that, that'll be a big deal, right? I mean, that's a big deal. If you can do that, that changes everything. Yeah, we did the study on Warchant.com. Austin Cox helped big time with this, with the fourth downs and what Florida State did in certain situations. But we had every single fourth down decision for Florida State. And a lot of them, as you go through it, the fourth and ones, if it's not for Jay Sean Corbin making magic out of nothing, they might not convert, you know, half of their fourth and ones. So you know, this year, that would be something to look for. Well, something to look for right here on War Chan TV is more coverage of Florida State spring football. We're going to go position by position again. You'll see the link to the wide receivers video right now here on War Chan TV. We'll be getting the offensive line. We'll talk about the quarterbacks next week. We'll be moving on to the defense in the weeks to come. And then on March 5th, it all begins, everybody. So if you have not subscribed to WarChant TV, please do so right now because we're going to have you covered from here until kickoff of the big Duquesne game on August 27th and everything in between. For Irish Chaffel, the managing editor of WarChant.com, my name is Tom Lang. Thank you for tuning in to WarChant TV, and we will catch you next time.